You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox from Pro Football Focus and BearsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Locked on Bears is your source of Chicago Bears news and analysis during training camp. And today, we're diving back into arguably the biggest storyline surrounding the team, the Roquan Smith contract situation. It took a little bit of a step forward over the weekend and into Monday as we've kind of found more and more out about what the disagreement is between Roquan and the Bears. So today, we're going to talk about why the Bears look like the bad guys in this situation. We'll talk about what exactly this disagreement is over, kind of where the two sides stand, and and how this really, I think, reflects poorly on the franchise. So you may remember when this Roquan Smith holdout situation first started gearing up before the team reported the training camp. Boy, it was probably a couple weeks ago now that that podcast came out. I came out and said, you know what? Don't worry about this Roquan Smith situation just yet. There were other rookies unsigned, and it it seemed like, well, this kind of holdup about offset language happens kind of every year with first-round picks, and you know, it lingered with Mitchell Trubisky last year, but they got him into camp in time and got things going. And and with Roquan, it seemed like, well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna push and shove about that, but eventually they're gonna want this eighth overall pick in practice and in time for preseason games. So there wasn't too much reason to really be worried back then. Fast forward to this weekend, and we start to peel back the curtain a little bit, and Matt Nagy gives us a little bit of a glimpse in. It had kind of been rumored and reported about the holdup regarding the new NFL's helmet contact rule, but that wasn't really confirmed until Nagy kind of admitted as such just that it's part of the negotiations, which is the, you know, public relations-y way of not totally admitting what's going on. But we all kind of know right now that's the big sticking point. And certainly there are other things they can disagree about and surely are disagreeing about. But the Bears don't want to set a precedent here with this rule change. You know, this is a pretty new frontier for the NFL with the latest in trying to keep the game safer and it's going to particularly affect guys in the front seven like this and running backs because these are the most frequently contacted positions but to kind of take this back a step Roquan Smith from a contract situation standpoint doesn't want the Bears to include language in the contract that has been more or less standard in the last few years with the, you know, ever since that CBA in 2011, you know, that says when a player faces a suspension in the NFL, teams are allowed to void the guaranteed money on a contract. And I am not a full expert on the CBA. I am not a a player agent level expert, but I, I think I know a little more about it than the average person. And it's my understanding that because rookie contracts are fully guaranteed, the team does has have some flexibility there to potentially void 
all of the guaranteed money depending on how the payment structures are paid out. So they can't void money that's already been paid to a player. So, but with uh, NFL rookie contracts, rookies are allowed to structure in the negotiations and in the language when they're paid out their guaranteed money. That you know, I, I don't think they have total flexibility to get it all up front if they wanted to, but they can kind of work it out with the team as far as how much comes in the form of a signing bonus that they get on day one versus how much they get paid on the first day of, of year two and year three and year four and so on. And so with Roquan Smith, he would obviously have a lot of incentive to get this guaranteed money as early as he can. And now he's also looking for a protection written in the contract that will keep him from having his guaranteed money voided because of a suspension specifically linked to this new helmet rule. From what I understand, you know, it wouldn't include protection of for a, a PED violation or, you know, any of those kind of, you know, drug or, or mis- misconduct and off the field stuff, just specifically for this rule that players are still confused about, that teams are still confused about, that the league hasn't even been totally clear on how it's going to be enforced and how referees are going to handle it and where exactly the lines are here. So it's a very difficult situation, not only for the NFL, but now for Roquan Smith to figure out how he's supposed to play linebacker differently as he enters the NFL and also how that's going to affect him financially as he moves forward. And of course, his big agency, CAA, is the biggest sports representative agency out there, really. So they obviously want to protect the financial interests of their client. It's interesting that other rookie linebackers like Tremaine Edmonds and and Leighton Vander Esch signed pretty quickly. And we don't know for sure that they have any kind of suspension protection, but I'm guessing because of how quickly they signed their deals, that was not something that was built into those because I think teams would have disagreed on it the way the Bears have. So credit to Roquan Smith's agent for identifying this as a potential costly rule for his client and protecting him to make as much money as possible. I'll never fault a player that plays such a dangerous sport to go out and get as much financial protection as he can because with any of these guys their careers could end tomorrow with one bad hit and one you know one play that goes wrong so i i hold very little fault personally here for Roquan Smith which for me shifts a lot of the blame if not all of the blame in this situation to the guys that really look like the bad guys here it's Ryan Pace it's Joey Lane, and it's even Cliff Stein, I think, is still barely involved. This Bears front office, to me, really looks like the bad guys here. Before we dive in a little deeper into this helmet rule and why the whole thing just makes the Bears look bad, I want to tell you about our friends over at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will really last a lifetime. You know, with the preseason here, you can still get tickets to the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. I'm looking at the app right now. They've got Bears-Ravens tickets starting at about $50 a person. And if you use the special promo code here for Locked On Bears listeners, you can get 10% off your first ticket order. Just go to VividSeats.com or download the Vivid Seats app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
Now, that promo code is only good for new customers, and it only lasts through the rest of August. So you could get Hall of Fame game tickets, or if you don't want to go that far, say third preseason game against the Chiefs, it's the first one at Soldier Field, they got tickets as low as $21 and $22. Take an extra 10% off with that locked-on promo code at Vivid Seats. I mean, you can't beat that deal to get in and, and see the Bears in action. Instead of watching from home on your couch, you can get to Soldier Field thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats. Today on Locked On Bears, we're diving back into the Roquan Smith holdout situation and particularly why I feel like the Bears are the bad guys in this situation. And I think to best understand both sides of this negotiation, it's important that we kind of parse out the details of this new helmet rule because the NFL isn't particularly clear on it. And so as I try and piece it together here, it's not overly clear because again, the league has made changes to it along the way and it's been somewhat hard to keep up with. But the official rule as shared by the the NFL's head of public relations, playing rule article eight, it is a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. The player may be disqualified. It applies to any player anywhere on the field. And again, it restates the player may be disqualified. So obviously disqualified means ejected. And anytime a player is ejected, that is, I believe, automatically a suspension. And the exact length of the potential suspension for this, I don't believe has been made totally clear. And I'm guessing there could be different levels of violations and egregiousness that could potentially result in different suspension lengths. But the NFL, you know, initially when you hear that rule and anytime a player lowers his head to initiate contact, I mean, that happens on every play, you know, not even just ball carrier and tackler, but think about offensive and defensive line. A lot of those guys end up doing some blocking with their head where they lower their head to initiate some level of contact against an opponent. And it's one thing to prevent, you know, the crown of the helmet from striking, like they've talked about before, and eliminating helmet-to-helmet contact. But this is something that's a little bit more fundamental to how the sport is played. And obviously, you want to avoid direct helmet contact. But when you're a guy like Roquan Smith, flies around the field, utilizes that elite athletic ability to make contact with ball carriers, make tackles, make big plays. This is something that's going to come up a lot with him. And to complicate this a little bit further, the NFL came out with a little bit more of an addition to the rule, a little bit of a clarification here earlier in July. And this was added at some point and not really like formally put out, but I think Different outlets have kind of reported that this happened, and the the new note adds to that original statement, this provision does not prohibit incidental contact by the mask or helmet in the course of a conventional tackle or block of an opponent. That sounds good, but what does that mean? You know, that's there's a lot of gray area in there. First of all, how do you define incidental contact versus intentional contact when two players are running 15 miles an hour full speed at each other and make make contact and then also in the course of a conventional tackle or block 
do all referees have the same definition of what is a conventional tackle or block? So you can see with all these different levels of ambiguity and questions about where exactly this rule is going to be applied and how it's going to be applied and how players are going to be punished, it can leave a rookie like Roquan Smith, who's entering the NFL, adjusting to the game and trying to learn a new defense and you know a playbook and, a, and a, just a culture of a locker room and a new speed of a game, it's difficult for him to then also have to take an extra step to think about how he's tackling and how he's moving his body when he's trying to make split-second decisions on the field. And so he could very well rightly be concerned about getting flagged with this and ejected because of this and suspended because of this, especially, you know, when now his new Bears teammate, Danny Trevathan, was kind of singled out as his hit last year on Devonta Adams would be penalized and ejected and suspended under this rule. So it's it's no surprise and I don't blame him at all for seeking some kind of financial protection from something that is so ambiguous and potentially a real difficult situation for the league to police and to apply properly this season. And so when it comes down to protecting just the guaranteed money that's already written into his contract, that's what starts to make this feel a little bit silly. We'll get into why this makes the Bears look bad in a minute here. But first, I want to tell you about a way that you can make yourself look good. Our friends at Nordic Track can set you up with some top-of-the-line workout equipment that give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home. You can join high-energy, live-streamed workouts any time of the day without leaving your house, without stepping out of the door. You can join these streamed workouts in studios or even exotic destinations around the world. You can go through a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand. These workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to make sure you can meet your fitness goals. They've got it on treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and even some really cool strength training machines. You can check out all they have to offer at nordictrack.com forward slash locked on. And because you're a Locked On Bears listener, you can get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase if you go to the website and use the offer code Locked on. It's easy enough. It's nordictrack.com, N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com slash locked on. And it's easy enough to remember the offer code locked on. Use that during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. We're talking through the Roquan Smith holdout today on Locked On Bears. And it really does make this Chicago Bears front office look bad. It's just a bad image all around for your team. And there's a couple reasons why. I mean, first of all, you invest your eighth overall pick in this linebacker. You come out after the draft, you talk about how excited you were to land him, how he was one of the top players on your board, and maybe you were even concerned that he wasn't going to last as long to you, and all this good stuff about future leader of your defense and a guy that truly is one of the top 10 talents in this draft and a potential defensive rookie of the year candidate. We're talking about one of the safest prospects in the NFL draft that still offers you a ton of upside pro bowl potential type player. And yet we sit here on the dawn of August mere days away from the first preseason game 
and the Bears are hung up on some potential guaranteed money that they could lose in a hypothetical situation in which their linebacker gets suspended because of a rule that no one understands. Like this comes down to a purely money thing for Ryan Pace and the Bears. And you look at Roquan Smith's contract, it's projected to be worth, I think, 18.7-ish million dollars over the course of his four years. And yes, that's significant money, but are you really going to sit here and say, you know what, we need to get up to all of that back if Roquan Smith gets suspended? Is that going to put the Bears back so much that if, if he gets suspended specifically for this helmet rule, for a hit in a game that you're not going to be able to, that you're going to want that guaranteed money back so much for a Bears team that's sitting here again after a full off season of moves and the roster is more or less set with plenty of cap space, over $20 million, really over $25 million if you if you start digging down with the, the top 51 cut off on the roster and all that stuff. They have enough cap space to pay all of Roquan Smith's money right now and still have plenty of room left over. So to be nitpicking about just the pure dollars and cents doesn't make a ton of sense. And then you, you add in the specific helmet rule that you're not protecting yourself against whether Roquan Smith goes out and does steroids and gets suspended for a year or whether Roquan Smith goes out and commits crimes and gets suspended for six games or whatever or goes out and does any number of things that NFL players can do off the field to make your team look bad. Doesn't seem like, from what we know, that is part of the sticking point in this negotiation. This isn't about protecting yourself from your player doing something catastrophically stupid off the field that's going to jeopardize his ability to be that Pro Bowl player, that potential, and, and really hit that ceiling. You're talking about a suspension for a rule that could potentially take him out for a couple games. And then he's right back in there as your linebacker of the future and leader of the defense. You know, if he gets suspended because of the helmet rule, it's not jeopardizing any part of his career or really any of his value to your football team except for in the what, one, two, or four games that he could potentially be suspended for because of the rule? So you're trying to recuperate potential guaranteed money, potential season worth of guaranteed money in the hypothetical situation in which your linebacker is suspended for a couple games because of a rule that no one quite exactly understands how the league is going to enforce it. I mean, that to me is catastrophically stupid and just makes the Bears completely look like the bad guys. They're harping over guaranteed money in a, in a hypothetical situation that's difficult for the player to deal with and won't financially impact the Bears that much. You're not, they're not, the Bears aren't protecting themselves from having to pay a player that won't help their team. That's not what this is about. They're not, no one is worried that Roquan Smith isn't going to last his four years of his contract because of this NFL helmet rule. Like that's the most asinine part of this whole thing is how specifically focused it is on this helmet rule that's only going to potentially affect Roquan Smith at its worst in an extremely short-term manner. And yet the guaranteed protections that the Bears don't want to give him are more long-term financially based, that they want to be able to avoid to void the long-term 
financial situation with his contract to void potentially a year, a salary's worth of guaranteed money and make it unguaranteed and not have to pay him the potential, you know, four to five million dollars for one season, despite sitting here with $26 million in cap space as we enter the preseason. And with all of this back and forth, you're taking this player away from practice, away from potential preseason games, and not maximizing the value of your eighth overall pick that you invested such a high draft capital in and you're willing to invest a significant financial capital in. The Bears are hurting themselves with this holdout and with their supposed refusal to give Roquan Smith some protection for a contract. I know they don't want to set a precedent for future contracts, but guess what? Saquon Barkley, the running back from the New York Giants, number two overall pick, got protection in his contract to prevent losing guaranteed money as a result of this rule. Rams running back Todd Gurley just got a new contract extension from Los Angeles. He has protections in that contract to prevent him from losing guaranteed money if he's suspended as a result of lowering his helmet as a ball carrier in line with this new rule. So other players, other extremely valuable players to their teams are getting this protection already. The Bears aren't risking necessarily setting a precedent. Maybe Rokon would be the first defensive player. But the value of having him with your team now and showing the support of the player that you invested in and are making the leader of your defense is much more valuable to this team now than trying to harp over the five, six million dollars maybe that they'd want to avoid if Roquan Smith gets suspended for a game or two because of a, a hit in a game that won't jeopardize his career and won't particularly have the Bears missing out on a whole season worth of Roquan Smith. They want to save extra money on a player that they're supposed to be all in on, that they're supposed to be looking for as the future building block of the defense. And it all just makes the Bears look bad. It makes Ryan Pace look bad. It makes, I mean, certainly not Matt Nagy. He's not really involved in this, but it just makes the Bears front office look cheap and look bad and look like they're not fully understanding the full on, you know, I don't. Maybe they know more about this rule than I do, and maybe there's more in this contract negotiation than we know. But based on this sticking point of the helmet rule, it's dumb. It's asinine. I I totally side with Roquan Smith looking for protection for this rule that'll probably get changed again next year, and the NFL might take it away if it just is completely a disaster. I mean, there's so many reasons why this helmet rule situation is not that big of a deal from the Bears' standpoint and why Roquan Smith would still want to protect his his financial interests in that way. And the Bears have a lot less incentive to protect their financial interest while also jeopardizing their linebacker. It's, it's totally dumb. But anyway, that's my take on the Roquan Smith situation. If you disagree with me, or if you agree with me, let me know on Twitter, at LockedOnBears is the way to reach this podcast. We're also on Facebook facebook.com slash lockdown bears two great ways and instagram shoot three ways you can keep up with the lockdown bears podcast wherever you go keep up with the latest and greatest episodes by subscribing on whatever podcast app you use apple podcasts the new google Podcasts app spotify pretty much everywhere your podcasts can be found even on your smart speakers 
whether it's the Amazon Echo stuff or the, the Google Home speakers, you just ask your device to play Locked On Bears and it'll play it automatically for you. I hope you'll keep playing Locked On Bears as we get through training camp and into the preseason here. We'll be bringing you everything you need to know for this Hall of Fame game, previewing what to watch for and all that good stuff. And of course, breaking it down afterwards to really figure out the biggest movers and shakers from the live action that we saw on the field. We'll also try and wrap up our last regular season preview this week with the San Francisco 49ers. Really get that out of the way so as we get closer to the regular season, you can go back and listen to all of our scheduled preview episodes. You'll be all set for week one against the Green Bay Packers and week two and week three and so on and so forth. We are have already looked ahead at what the Bears are going to do and what their opponents specifically are going to look like. That's why I like to say Locked On Bears is your way to be totally up to date. We'll get you ready for every game. We got you ready for the regular season. We're getting you ready for the preseason. And we've gotten you through training camp and the dead part of the offseason. I hope that's been reason enough to keep it locked here on Locked On Bears. And of course, it's always a great reason to bear down.